This is just normal in a life. But where the spiritual life sends a mountain or a knife or a laser or a, uh, a heart opening through this bell curve is when you, when you decide that just being your bell curve isn't enough. So now rather than just being the wave that you are, you start to realize that you're a wave amongst other waves, and then you're a wave in a sea, and then you're a wave in an ocean. And so with the purification of consciousness, if you're following my story, you realize that although you are a wave, you are an ocean. And what is the difference between you, the wave, and you, the ocean, is only the form curve it takes, but in essence you are water. And in essence, if you're water, that wave over in China, or that wave in the Arctic, or that wave in Antarctica, or the wave in the, in the Atlantic, is all the same water. And what is the nature of water in our metaphor? It's the six senses. Eye water, ear water, nose water, <laughs> rose water. <laughs> uh, and so now your particular wave of water uh, shaping isn't wrong. There's nothing wrong with your wave. It's doomed to pass, come into being and pass out. We know that. But what happens to water? It doesn't change. And curiously enough, in the core of a wave, the water doesn't move. We know that from physics that a molecule of water doesn't change its location. Only the waveform changes. So when we talk about purification of the senses, we're not talking about eliminating you. I mean, a still ocean would be very nice, but a little boring. But what we are talking about is you eliminating the sense that you are somehow categorically different then either people you like or the people that you don't like or the people who you agree with or the people that you don't agree with or the people who are being nice kind of smooth waves. So the purification of senses is to bring you back. So with the exercise, we're taking you back to your water form. Not to eliminate your waveform, but simply to let you see through the whatever arisings physiologically, emotionally and psychologically come into that curve. Fair enough? So there are two metaphors that I'd like you to think about when you're doing this exercise. One is the sky and the clouds. So in this example, sky is water, clouds are waveforms. So in the point of looking at the flower, right, the looking is the sky, and how you deal with that, or how you communicate with that, or how you relate to that, whether you get bored, whether you get restless, whether you forget what you're doing and drift off to your economic problems or whether you kind of mosquitoes are causing you to be irritated, right? These are all the waveforms. So the sky, clear sky, is the purified consciousness, the ninth. And the clouds are the particular machinations that you come up to. I can't draw or this doesn't look like the flower. Or, I mean, what's that got to do with anything? Right? So these are the clouds passing on the sky. So be aware as a sub-theme or a sub-context how much clouding is going on when you're just looking at a flower. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, it's pretty simple just to look at a flower, but how long can you do it before all this? Oh, I wonder how my babies are. I've got to be home by five, and I've got the dishes to do. What the frick is Nino doing up here when I'm doing all the work? And that's a typical lion. Etc., etc., etc. The other metaphor I want you to work is, is the milk and the butter. Second metaphor. This metaphor goes both ways. Is awakening butter or is the awakening milk? But the argumentation is, is you wouldn't be churning milk if you didn't know it was going to turn into butter. But butter wouldn't be able to be churned if it wasn't milk. So the awakening mind, milk, you're butter. You're the stirred up. <laughs> you're the mixed, uh, stirred, mixed, uh, disturbed, in that sense polluted, butter. And so the very fact that your butter indicates that your original nature was mm-hmm. milk. You wouldn't even be here if you didn't know that you were milk. So there's, if, if you're ever in doubt about the veracity, the truth, or the reality of the awakening consciousness, it's because your consciousness, polluted by bias, is butter. And it's because of the butter that you know your true nature, in a sense, or your original nature, because butter is not different than milk, your original nature is milk. So look at that metaphor as well as a sub-theme. Am I buttering now or am I milking now? Is this a milk consciousness or is this a butter consciousness? Okay, so now you're buttered, you're all buttered up, worrying about your ingrown toenail, and you forgot that you're looking at the flower, and you go, oh, butter. And all of a sudden you go, okay, well, I'm going to forget the butter, I'm just going to look at the flower, you're back to milk. How long can you stay in milk before it goes to butter? My guess is not very long. So part of you, some of you are going to go, I should just be milk. I'm just supposed to be milking. I'm not supposed to be buttering. But then that's a bias of the pollution of the milk, because the nature of milk is to get churned. So life, the purpose of life is to churn, make you into butter, and the purpose of the butter is to remember milk. Samsara and nirvana are one, interchangeable. No sky. If all you had was sky, you'd never know what a cloud was. Without the clouds, you wouldn't know the sky. So samsara and nirvana are one. So when you're looking at a flower, right, and your consciousness drops out of pure looking and does something else, don't get upset. Just go, ah, this is the nature of the milk that's been churned into this kind of butter. And then return to the flower. If you find you've spent the entire day, you know, you looked down, you sat down here at uh, 10 o'clock, and you've looked at a flower and you open your eyes, and it's midnight, which has happened and may happen, you go, oh, time to make some butter. I've been milking too long. <laughs> Let's go stir them up. But most people don't have this problem. The reason most people don't have this problem is because you've been habitualized to be an exterior, outer-looking churner. And your original nature of a milk experiencer was disapproved of, was disowned, because to your parents, milk is dangerous, scary, and the death of your being. And so you have this prejudice or this bias coming from your conditioning that your original nature is bad and impure. Hmm? 
and therefore I must keep churning, churn money or churn work or churn family, because if I don't churn, Satan's going to get me, because uh, milk is bad, I mean, original sin. Now, you may not have this particular view now as an adult, but it's built in. It's built into the very fact that every time you got too quiet, your mother came in to disturb you. In general. The reason parents do this is because they're afraid their children are going into shock or going comatose or maybe they're mentally handicapped. I remember lying in my bed looking at a mobile with the light glistening off the mobile and I was just gone. I don't know, crib size, whatever that is. (laughs) And... uh, I remember this face coming in over the crib going, Duck, duck! I wasn't blinking. I wasn't, you know, I can't do it anymore. I wasn't, I wasn't making noise. I wasn't, I want a job as a lawyer when I grow up. To a mother, and rightly so, I'm not blaming mother. Is he okay? Is you know, is the baby okay? Is it all right? Is breathing? You know, is it is it mentally retarded? Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so the the mother comes in, and I remember this monster coming in. (laughs) The physiological response is still there. I can contact it like electric shock. So, in a sense, your conditioning is electric shock therapy. And it comes in and goes, Me! <laughs> Clear! <laughs> Are you ready for a job yet? Not yet. <laughs> Are you ready to be a productive member of society? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it's, I'm, not, I'm not saying all contact with the parent was that way. But when the baby is in milk mode, right, and mother is in butter mode, Right? Or father's in butter mode, or life's in butter mode, right? It's shock therapy. And when you're now in butter mode, your life as you know it, and milk starts to come forward in consciousness, you are going to go into shock patterns. So when you start to going into shock patterns in meditation, we're very happy. All the teachers get up and go, <laughs> because it means. Uh, you're coming through the shock wave of butter, how you were buttered and getting coming into contact with the milk mode. Now, this in the text is called PT, curiously enough. And PT means joy. And uh, maybe the best experience that you have of this is when your leg goes to sleep or your arm goes to sleep. You know how it goes dead and numb? That's butter mode, kind of churned. <laughs> and then you kind of go, and it has that kind of shocky, electrical kind of feeling to it, right? That's the PT part. That's the joy part. It means the energy, the life is coming back into the limb. And then, of course, it returns to normal, which in this example would be the butter mode. So in the process of purifying the consciousness, this in this case, the eye consciousness, you will go through these various manifestations from the butter of distraction or fixation to the, is there a stage halfway between milk and butter? And then that's the PT part. And then uh, 
if you can stay with it and you don't get distracted back into butter or into too much in the mud, then it will just fall, kind of fall out or emerge into the uh, milk quality and that is the purification of the sense door of the eye. And then the eye door will open into a transcendent kind of eye experience, which isn't better or worse than the butter. It's just, it's just now you have a full spectrum or a full range uh, exposure rather than a jail cell locked-in quality. And so in, by the way, just as an aside or a addendum when you hear the lama's voice in dream or in, in vision or in image that's trustworthy do not trust the image of the teacher because your your eye and your mind can fool you on the image but the voice is unfoolable i mean i can present you know i can put on robes and look like karmapa right but if the voice isn't karmapa's voice right that can't be fake I mean, it's the point now where, uh, with plastic surgery, the, the American immigration, if they do now eye retina scans for foreigners. That's easy, it's harmless, you know, you're gone. Because everything else can be altered. So the images can be altered to fool you, but you can't fool the voice. And unless you have, you know, Rinpoche's fingerprints in your mind. Right? Can I see your hands? Your big... You know, Rinpoche appears in your dream. Oh, right. You know, can I see your fingerprints? <laughs> but uh, you should, in a sense, because the image is foolable. You can be fooled by images, but you can't be fooled by the twelve tones of Manjushri's voice. And in a sense, when you have uh, problems with people who otherwise seem to be quite pleasant, it's because you're hearing it in the voice. The the the, the image is saying, "Oh yes, how are you?" And the voice is saying. So you're, when you get these conflicts with people, it's because the voice isn't doing what the words are doing, or the voice the, the voice isn't doing what the image is doing, mm-hmm. and of course the smell as well. The smells don't lie. So dogs and children, children are listening mostly to the voice. Right? They're not listening to the words or what's being said. They're listening to the tone. Uh, with animals, it's smell. You know. Oh, doggy, doggy, doggy. Right? And the dog smelling. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Mm-hmm. So I like that. Anyway, that's about it from here. I think you got your work cut out for you. The purification of the senses will lead to the purification of consciousness. The purification of consciousness will lead to the purification of states. The purification of states will lead to the churning of butter. The churning of butter is milk in its original nature. Since the original nature is milk, enjoy the churning. All your problems have been solved. It's not a problem to be churned milk. It's a problem that you forgot your milk nature while you're being churned. And the only reason you get into problems with life is because you get arguing about somebody else's butter or your own butter rather than seeing the milk nature of the universe. This is a way of describing things. It's not, I mean, the nature of the universe is one field of totality. But in order to distinguish recognize differences in things, right? One has to make these distinctions because fundamentally the nature of manifestation is to distinguish. Mm -hmm. So you can't just have kind of a yogic kind of bliss thing going on because it doesn't acknowledge distinctions and so it's only partial. 
on the other hand, um, you can't just live in distinctions all the time because then you've lost the milk. So between these two types of consciousness, the distinguishing consciousness that brings wisdom and then the unitive consciousness which brings bliss, uh, bliss and uh, knowledge come into harmony, they produce transcendent experience.